skinnyguycampers.com, which, by the way, I think that that's a huge marketing problem because uh, Jeepers uh, are fat, and you're just going to make them feel bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, lucky for them, they do not have to be skinny to use this product. I like that. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able (laughs) to. That I was, be able to use it. That so. was the other thing I was going to say is, you know, do I, do I have to lose weight before I can uh, get into the camper? Uh, not the case <laughs> at all. I'm Tony and welcome to the Jeep Talk Show, the show where we talk about all things Jeep from Wranglers to Cherokees and everything in between. I'm your host, the one and only Tony. Oh, hey, that kind of rhymes. <laughs> Now, let me tell you, my friends, sometimes the best Jeep action is all in your head. So sit back, relax, and let me take you on a journey through the world of Jeeps. Whether you're a seasoned Jeep veteran or a newbie who's just getting into the game, we've got something for everyone. Are you ready? It's time for the Jeep Talk Show with hosts Tony, Josh, Wendy, and Chuck. So, just back from Easter Jeep Safari 2023, and oh my God, what an adventure. It was just amazing. Now, I got to tell you, one of the things that was the the biggest detractor for me to go was, uh, number one, being away from the family for uh, a whole week, but also, two, uh, the long drive. So, it's about 20 hours here from Southeast Texas to uh, Moab, Utah. Uh, but it made it a lot better that uh, Bill, uh, an Austin area resident, was also going. So I was able to beat up with Bill and uh, continue on uh, to uh, to Moab. And uh, also, too, Larry, Jeeping Mo, uh, joined us along the way. So we had a mini caravan. Uh, you know, things get a lot better whenever friends do things with you. And it made a big difference in my enjoyment and also, too, in the the perceived length of the drive now the the 20 hours back uh was uh uh, pretty much just by myself uh the whole way i did meet up with uh, with bill and amarillo to uh stay at a house that he rented overnight and then uh, headed out kind of on my own it was a little shorter drive for me to go uh from amarillo uh straight back to uh, the houston area uh than it was to follow bill uh back to the austin area and then continue on to uh, the Houston area. So it, it all worked out just fine. Uh, there was a nice stretch, uh, I think in New Mexico, so this would have been the day before, uh, where I was driving, I think it was Highway 40, and it was pretty much straight for like 140 miles. I have to go back and look at the map, but it was <laughs> really straight for a very long time. And I don't remember much about that, not because I slept, but because I was just having a good time uh, looking at my phone. <laughs> And looking up and you know kids don't try this at home or on the highway but uh, boy it just made a huge difference not having to make a lot of uh, decisions and traffic was almost nil I mean uh, uh, there wasn't a vehicle in front of me or one behind me occasionally uh, I would get passed uh, on the uh, from the, the left lane and I was shocked to see them because I was really just paying attention to what was ahead of me. Again, don't try this at home, but it worked out very well for me and made the trip a lot shorter. So uh, I, I got to say, I just can't thank uh, enough all the uh, the Jeep Talk uh, teammates that went out to Easter Jeep Safari. It was fun getting to meet several of them for the first time. It was fun getting to uh, see the ones I had met before, like in uh our uh, Jeep Talk Show uh, off-road Texas event. Uh, several of the, the team members had come to that. And we're having another one this year, by the way, on June the 3rd. 
uh, hope we'll, hopefully uh, we'll have uh, Chuck joining us again uh, and uh, Josh and maybe even Wendy but uh, we, we never know until the, the day actually comes it's a long long drive for them it's about three hours for me to get to the uh, the event there at Hidden Falls uh, Adventure Park, Park in uh, near Marble Falls Texas which is kind of close to Austin so uh, yeah looking forward to doing that again uh, this year it's gonna be a little, a little simpler where uh, we uh, we do a day of wheeling, uh, eat lunch on the trail, and uh, uh, have a bit of a uh, you know a chat, a friend friendly chat, probably uh, during and after the uh, the event. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you now, uh, number one, get ready to go, and then number two, uh, make sure that you have uh, GMRS radio set up and ready to go, uh, at least a handheld because those things are just wonderful. We use them a lot uh, at Eastern Jeep Safari to communicate between the uh, uh, 8 to 12 uh, Jeep Talk Show Jeeps. And we had a couple of people that were uh, that joined up with us uh, on um, uh, Hell's Revenge. So uh, everybody's welcome. Of course, we get to talk to them about the Jeep Talk Show. And uh, they uh, get this amazed look on their face that there's something going on about Jeeps in the, uh, the, the world of entertainment that they were not aware of. So uh, picking up uh, listeners one Jeeper at a time. So uh, the uh, oh, I want to remind you about Patreon. Uh, you know, if you haven't already heard, we're doing Patreon. You can just go to JeepTalkShow.com. At the very top of the page, there's a banner ad that says subscribe. You click on that, it'll take you over to, to Patreon. And the uh, uh, the 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 minimal uh, subscription is five dollars a month. So you can sign up right there. And what you'll get is you'll get the the episodes early, all but the roundtable episode. And uh, you get to listen to those uh, ad-free and, uh, you know, pretty much anytime you want to, days ahead of uh, when they're normally released. So uh, we think that's a cool thing. Also, too, you will uh, get a couple of Jeep Talk Show stickers. And uh, we may be adding additional uh, perks uh, in the future. So uh, keep that in mind for renewals. All right, we got a great interview tonight, as we always do. Uh, got a lot of feedback on the uh, Patricia Upton uh, interview from last week. They really enjoyed, uh, many people really enjoyed it and was just amazed at the adventure uh, her and her husband went on uh, in their little uh, uh, older Jeep uh, going through dense forests and sometimes just moving through uh, 30 feet of forest a day. So if you didn't listen to that one, go back and listen to that one with Patty Upton. It was a, a very interesting interview for me, and a lot of people really enjoyed it. Oh, and I will mention that we are back to normal schedule now. So uh, next week, we will have uh, four episodes. So, uh, you know, Tuesday through Friday, uh, it, it'll all be there. And if you don't want to wait till next week to hear our uh, flagship episodes, the Tuesday and Thursday episode, again, you can become a Patreon member and listen to it as soon as this weekend, which would be the weekend of the 15th. From around the world. Ah! Or from your city. And sometimes just down the street. Howdy, neighbor. It's the Jeep Talk Show interview. Alrighty-ho, boys and girls, it's time for another Jeep Talk Show interview, and tonight we're going to be talking with Justin. He's with SkinnyCampers.com. I, I, I keep forgetting to put the, the website information in there at the end. I get too excited, Justin, so I'm going to do it now. SkinnyGuyCampers.com, which, by the way, I think that that's a huge marketing problem because 
uh, jeepers uh, are fat, and that you're just going to make them feel bad. <laughs> well, lucky for them, they do not have to be skinny to use this product. I like so that. that was, I wouldn't be able, that wouldn't was, be able to use it. That so. was the other thing I was going to say is, you know, do I, do I have to lose weight before I can uh, get into the camper? Uh, not the case at all. <laughs> so Justin is a sales manager at Skinny Guys Camper. He has a background in engineering and design. When he was asked to join a team of entrepreneurs more than a year ago to facilitate sales and help product development for a brand new truck camper in the overland space he jumped at the chance owning four by four vehicles with a jeep always on the roster we love that uh the uh, love for outdoors off-roading and camping makes it uh perfect for a sense of why skinny guy campers is where he calls home so uh justin first question uh, i hope this isn't one we have to remove do you own a skinny guy camper well, I don't, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> okay, we'll uh, remove this. <laughs> I, I spent 67 nights, uh, my wife and I did, uh, 67 nights in a skinny guy camper last year. Um, so I don't want to <laughs> say that This I'm isn't good for sales, man. Right? Yeah. So <laughs> I, I guess I'm blessed in the fact that I get to use, um, you know, we use some company vehicles and, and promote the product and travel the country, you know, doing that. So... I don't. I haven't had the need to buy one yet. Not that I wouldn't, um, right. uh, but uh, it just uh, I haven't had the need. And yeah, no, honest, no. I've, if, I've enjoyed using all the models. So. If you get it for free, or it's not really free because you work for the company, uh, so you get to <laughs> yeah. use it for free. There's no reason I to buy a spare. I mean, you know, you're not going to burn down the one you got. So um, <laughs> that's that's completely yeah, understandable. That's all right. Well, good. We'll we'll leave it in then. Um, all right, Justin, so these things look pretty cool, and I want to make sure that the audience knows. Now, number one, obviously, this is not going to go on a Wrangler, correct? That is correct. That is correct. It is a truck camper, so gladiators only. Sorry, guys. Right. So the for the Jeep aspect, it's gladiator only, which we're hearing more and more of because the gladiator is so great. Yes, I own one. So, uh, but and th- and this isn't just for um, the Gladiator and on your on your website uh, skinnyguycampers.com. I see a lot of Toyotas. It's not just for Toyotas either, is it? No, it isn't. So we make and manufacture a camper for virtually every North American truck bed. So if you're a Jeep guy, like uh, you love to hit the hard stuff, uh, you know, the hard rock trails, or you love to hit the mud, and you have say a kind of a tow pig. Uh, that you tote your Jeep around with and you need some way to camp. We make a camper for that. So if it doesn't go on your on your Jeep, then by all means, still still check us out because if you enjoy camping and wheeling and, and getting out there and exploring with your Jeep, there's there's very much an opportunity for you to, to look at skinny guy campers. I'm going to steal that. I've never heard tow pig before. Uh, I always call them tow, <laughs> tow vehicles and tow pig is so much faster and clever. <laughs> <laughs> It's a pig yeah. because it's big. It's hard to drive, uh, it, and it'll it park in the Walmart parking lot. And damn, it's hard to fill it up. So yeah, it's I like that. It is. <laughs> Excellent. So um, the, the tell me what I guess looking at this for the first time, it looks like a pop up camper or a just a, a canvas type or nylon or whatever tent. Um, where am I wrong on that? Okay, so uh, one of the things about Skinny Guys is basically uh, like a, it's a cab high design. That's really what we stand behind most. So when the camper's closed, 
it's a it, it really basically looks like a truck cap or a topper um and we use a foot pack design which means that the, the kind of the top portion of the camper is kind of the bed and the lid all in the same so when you open it it kind of flips out at 180 degrees and it belays out a tent and if you're anyone's familiar with a rooftop tent it looks very much similar to that but it belays out a tent um and on the inside it's fully featured so we have a tremendous amount of options and features that go on the inside that make your stay um makes your stay comfortable and makes you want to use uh, your vehicle even more because now not only is it you know purposed to use on the trail or uh for travel but you can also you know you kind of take take your home with you and so you can go you can go further you can go uh, deeper and you don't have to worry about whether or not you have a place to stay. You always, you always have that on your back. So it's, um, it's really lightweight. It's super durable. It's made all out of eighth inch aluminum and it's powder coated. Uh, and we don't use wood product. So like a typical RV, maybe people would think it's made out of wood and glues and staples, but we don't use that. We use stainless steel rivets and aluminum and it's just really rugged. It's very rugged. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a pop-up tent because a pop-up tent, and, I, and I'm no expert on pop-up tents or any off-roading type tents that are available, but in my, my impression is, is that whenever you get one of those things, you have a sleeping area. There's, there's really sure. nothing more than that. And the skinny guy camper is, is different in that respect because I guess it's like some of those, uh, similar to some of those trailers, not, not in uh, the way it looks or operation, I'm sorry, but in operation. It's kind of like one of those campers that you see where they have a cooking area in the back. You actually have something like that for the bed of the truck. Am, am, am I getting that right? Yeah. So the, the camper is fully featured. Uh, so you can get something really low trim level. Uh, we have three trim levels that we offer. So really low trim level means that you have this this shell structure with uh, the tent that belays out. It's got a sleeping sleeping space on the inside. It's got a dinette space on the inside. You have a place for a battery so you can run lights and you can charge your devices and those kind of things. That's really low trim level. But then you can get really crazy and get all the way up to what we call the kit and caboodle. And the kit and caboodle basically has everything that maybe a normal RV would have, like if you're familiar with that. So it's got um, the availability for a, a flushing toilet. It has a dinette space. It has a sink uh, with a stove. A refrigerator. It's got a battery management system with solar. It has a shower on the inside, hot water, heat. So it's it's quite comfortable. So it's I don't know. If I dare to say bougie, but it, it is quite bougie. So it's 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 pretty amazing. And when you when you look at it, and you open this thing up, and you think there's no way all that could be in there. It is. Um, you can you can tote thirty. Uh, our gladiator version. Uh, can tote 15 gallons of fresh water, so you can take that with you. Um, it has a flushing toilet, just like an RV. Um, that is an option that you can get. We have space on it for awnings, so you can get an exterior awning. Um, so it's 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 really neat. It's it's super functional. It actually sits on the bed rail of the of the truck and allows for a drawer system underneath. Allows for totes, um, camping gear. Anything that you'd want underneath that, you know, unlike a normal slide-in camper, this it kind of hovers above the truck bed because it sits on the bed rails itself, and then it's removable. So in less than 20 minutes, you can take this thing right off the truck, and it sits 
in the yard. It sits in the driveway until you're ready to go again. So you get your truck back. So if you, if you do use your truck quite a little bit for different things, you can slide it on and have it on in 15, 20 minutes and you're ready for an adventure. All right. Well, you tell me if this relates to, and, and are all the are all the uh, the skinny guy campers uh, the really the same, just different sizes to fit different trucks, or uh, like like the one I'm looking at? I'm looking at something that's not on a Gladiator. It has a uh, like a side port with a ladder, so you can actually climb up the side of your your truck and get into the bed of the truck. And uh, it looks like the the uh, egress. Uh, getting in and out of the the sleeping area is like through the truck bed. Is is that correct? So, so the skinny guy is a little bit different. There's a lot of different campers out there. So, if you all the campers have a side entrance, so you have a ladder with a side entrance, mm-hmm. and if you can imagine uh, like a tonneau cover on a truck, right? Right. That's about where the floor uh, is on the skinny guy. So. When I mean it sits on the top of the truck, but it, it kind of sort of sits on the top of that truck bed. So when you climb up the ladder, the floor is essentially as high as the top of the truck bed rail. Oh, I see and what you're saying. Because of the way it looked like to me, that looked like the bed of the truck. But I see what you're saying. It's at the level of the top of the bed. That makes sense now. Okay. Right. So then below that, any structure below that would be what we kind of call our basement, which houses the fresh water tanks. It houses uh, a lot of the plumbing components. It houses the black tank for a flushing toilet if you decide to go that option. So, and it's usually, usually I think on the Gladiator, it's only about five and a half, six inches deep. Mm-hmm. So you get the rest of the rest of the depth of the truck bed uh, on the Gladiator, and then above that is just a, a slight bit of a shell that kind of finishes off the look of having like a camper camper shell on your truck, but. When it opens up, it gives you enough space on the inside you can stand up in it because the tent is tall enough between the structure and the tent is tall enough to where you know I'm six three I I can stand up beside the Gladiator version I can I can put my pants on I can make a cup of coffee uh, at the stove um, I can sit and, and read I've got you know space there to to eat a meal because there's a dinette table option that's available in there so and and then it has a sleep structure and the sleep structure basically hangs out over the back end of the truck. So it, it almost gives you this awning um, in a lot of ways to where if you want to do something at the back of your truck and you want to lower your tailgate, which by the way is awesome because with skinny guy, you get to keep the tailgate. Mm-hmm. A lot of campers in this space don't allow that. They, they take that away and it's a slide in or it's a canopy style camper that doesn't allow you to keep your, your OEM tailgate, which houses a lot of things these days. You've got, cameras and different things like that that go in the tailgate, you kind of want to keep that stuff. Well, the camper's bed just kind of extends out over the top of that tailgate, kind of creating a nice space uh, for shade and get out of the weather. So it's, it's really neat. It's, it's quite functional. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's a lot of uh, thought and engineering that went into this. I like the awning thing because uh, probably 99% of the time you're going to be uh, in a chair sitting under that awning uh, talking shit to people. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, you're, you're basically defending the uh, skinny guy name. That's basically what it is, and I need that in, in so many different ways because when they see it, they're going to like, that's really cool. That's kind of a funny name, but so you you wind up defending that a lot. So that's a good place to sit and defend the skinny guy camper name. So, Well, I was talking about the good talk talking shit, like, you know, that, uh, that rock that uh, suddenly becomes two feet taller than what it actually was. <laughs> This is true. This is very true. But but I can I can go Sorry. with either way on that one. So that whatever whichever way you like. But I, I like the awning idea because you know it's nice to be able to sit, uh, have a beverage, and just talk to people. And 
uh, it's going to be tall enough. I mean, it, that's a, that probably is a good six feet up there, depending on the vehicle and the lift and everything. So it's uh, that's sure. nice. So uh, the covering yeah. for the, the the tent itself, what what is that made out of? So uh, the the tent of the skinny guy is is made out of an aqualon. And aqualon is it's a different material. I, a lot of people haven't heard about it in the space, but aqualon. Uh, was used in tent campers, um, like RV style tent campers for years. Uh, it's, it's super durable. Um, if it gets punctured, it doesn't rip any further. Um, I, I love taking like a piece of this to the show and I, I take a knife and I just puncture a hole in it. And then I let the biggest, strongest dude that walks by try to rip that hole wider and open, open it up. And he can't, he can't do it. And it frustrates him a little bit, but it's, it's super durable. Uh, it's also used in like the boating industry. So the boating industry would use these this kind of as a cover for a boat. And what we like about the fact that it's used that way is on the inside, um, even in the hottest of days, you get the sun kind of beating down on the top of that tent. The tent uh, material is kind of designed to keep the inside cool. Um, that was the whole whole idea behind using it for boat covers. So boats are sitting out on the lakes a lot of times. Maybe they don't have their own little house or their cover. But the cover that goes over the boat will keep the inside of of the boat, all of the, the uh, upholstery, all the electronics cooler, uh, even even on the hottest days. And that that's what it does for us on the skinny guy. So it's it's a it's a really great material. Um, I don't want to say waterproof because <laughs> nothing ever seems to be waterproof, but it does an amazing job. Ninety nine percent of the time, we don't have any issues with this thing in the hardest of rain. We, we just got back from a show in Florida, and it rained Saturday really hard. Uh, Forty mile an hour winds. It was raining for about two hours, and we didn't have any issues. So, um, just just a really great durable material. So that's a good question. Do you have a an actual wind speed that uh, maximum wind wind speed that uh, you should uh, use, or maybe if it's going to be higher than. I don't know, 40, 50, whatever it is, uh, that you should uh, put store, stow it for its, uh, its safety and maybe yours? So I think, I think a gladiator can do, what, 90 miles an hour? So if I pop it open and drive it down the road, I think it would probably sustain that. Um, no, 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 I don't think that's the case. <laughs> to be honest with you, you know, we've had it in 40, 50 mile an hour winds, and it's not pleasant by any means sometimes because the, the, the fabric flaps a little bit. And oh, it's like, it's like so sitting in front of a speaker full of bass, I'm sure. Yeah, and it's, and it, but it does a pretty good job. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not pleasant. Uh, I think the, the highest one recorded the day that I just had a customer in California, uh, he visited the Islands of Borrego Desert, and he had 70-mile-an-hour winds overnight. And uh, he said it held up. It held up really well, but he said it was so incredibly noisy on the inside of the camper. He said he didn't get much sleep. That's so part he of the. Said he would never. But that's part yeah. of the adventure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, well, that's what I told him, and he said, "Well, you're right." Uh, but he said, I'm, "That doesn't mean that I'm not still moving on today." So he said, "I will be back up and moving on." Well, he's yeah. had the experience. Uh, now to go. Now it's time to go have a new one. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, the inside of the structure of the skinny guy is all, all the bows, we use a stainless steel. And we use a lot of materials, and I say again from the boating industry, uh, but it's a lot of bimini top types of, of items because we always kind of look at it as if a bimini top could go across the lake right on a, on a boat and uh, sustain winds from that. Surely, if you put that on the inside of a, a camper and use it kind of for your structure, for your tent, it would work 
really well, even in strong winds. So, you know, all of our structure for the tent, the bows and those kind of things, a lot of people in the industry use like aluminum, which is fine. It's lightweight. And for us, you know, we, we use stainless steel because we want, we want the structure to be super strong. It is a little bit taller tent because you can stand up inside of it. So it's going to catch a little more wind. So we want to make sure that, that what you're sleeping in, the structure is, is strong and stout. You never have to worry about uh, anything bending or, or breaking on you. Mm-hmm. So on the in the sleeping area or recreation area, as as it may be, uh, what kind of weight yeah. will it uh, support, and and how much so, vigorous activity will it support? Yeah, we get this. So that, believe it or not, we get this question a lot. Oh, so, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, both both sides of it. So they. Uh, so I, I I'm not going to tell you what they call it, but I will tell you that. Uh, so. So we talk about uh, how much weight can it handle during sleeping and then how much weight can it handle during jumping jacks. Yes. So we're going to talk about how much it can handle sustain. So when the camper's open and it's parked, uh, we've tested uh, each and one of the campers and models up to uh, 1,200 pounds. So we tell people, we, we always take that and cut that in half. So we say 600 pounds, you're safe because then that we're weight covered. So... That, yeah, that's the testing that we've done on it. So 600 pounds is usually what we tell people on the bed. Uh, now, the thrust ratio on that, that's yet to be figured out. So I'm not sure exactly how much it can handle on that, but uh, I'm not sure that I want to be responsible for that either. Well, you know, uh, not saying that they would uh, lend you one of these things, but SpaceX has these uh, thrust things that they test out the tanks with. Maybe you could uh, put one of those things on there and, uh, you know, just <laughs> yeah. see, yeah, I was, I was see what it do. I was thinking about one of these heart, heart compression things that they carry on the ambulances these days. Oh, and yeah. Just kind of strap that down. Maybe, the, maybe we could see how well that would work and <laughs> um, yeah, it'd hold up. I, I don't know. That's just a suggestion. I don't do the testing. But I, I can probably pass that on to the folks that do. There so. you go. Yeah. Well, that, that, actually, I think you got a great YouTube video there. Um, so <laughs> let me let me ask you this: Is there any? Um, and and this is this is out there. I mean, this isn't something that I think you should absolutely have to have. I'm just curious: Is there any provisions for uh, any kind of like a pole for like a flag, maybe a um, um, a Starlink uh, satellite dish? Um, also, too, I'm, I'm an amateur radio operator, so I look at this as, wow, this would be cool to set up with radios and, and things, and it'd be nice to have a little uh, push-up pole or something. Now, you can put something on the outside, but I'm thinking that, there, that this might actually be cool to actually be able to have a little uh, slot in the side of something. I don't know how much space you have here. Just, just have a, an add-on provision for something like that, especially the uh, the, the Starlink um, uh, uh, internet thing. Because, you know, people want to get away with it. I mean, get away from it, but they don't want to get away from it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. I totally understand. I, I actually started in the overland space to get away from the fact that I needed internet and all that. But uh, but then when you work on the road in the space, you kind of sort of need that. So, yeah, you know, I... Jason has got, you know, one of our owners, he's, he's talked about this quite a bit, and I know the Starlink is, is becoming more and more popular. Um, I know that there's a lot of antennas and stuff that, that people mount. I wouldn't say that there's super easy ways to do that onto the camper, um, but you could. Um, I don't necessarily promote drilling holes in the side of the camper, but a lot of guys do it, so they may as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that that's super easy. You know, the, 
the inside of the camper has a battery management system with solar. So handling the power for, say, Starlink, um, we have that. So uh, we've got a Xantrex 1,000-watt inverter on the inside. So it's got uh, 110 power. So it, it can handle uh, doing, you know, work on the road. So you could be on the road a lot and work and uh, run your Starlink and, you know, keep connected or watch Netflix or whatever it is you choose to do. So, but yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely some options to be able to do that. Yeah, I get the feeling that people go, I want to get away from it. They get out there. They're sitting there going, oh, this is great. No cell phone, no internet, blah, 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 blah. Gosh, I'm bored. I wonder what's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let me check yeah, out. Let me check I, out Instagram. Oh, damn it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's quite a little bit of that going on. I think. I definitely think so. Um, yeah. We we work from the road a lot, so I, it is nice to be able to have that. But that's kind of sort of how I got started. Is just being able to get away from it all. I'm not sure why people would want to tote that along with it, but they do. Mm-hmm. But they do. Mm-hmm. So. So it is nice of them to check in every now and then on Instagram. And let us all know where oh, we're at. Well, you want to you want to piss people off too because you want to show them the vista that you have because you have this and you're out there off road and you got to share that stuff just to irritate the hell out of people that that can't or don't do it. So you know, there's oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And I would think that's one of the things about having uh, the the skinny guy camper uh, is that it allows you to show something off to your friends. And, and of course, it doesn't hurt sales, I'm sure. So, uh, what what do you think that is the the most interesting thing about this uh, this unit that uh, people wouldn't readily see until they actually have it? What's the? I mean, getting away is great, but what, what you were talking about being able to go to the bathroom, um, battery management, 110 uh, volt available. Uh, what what is the thing that people just don't maybe don't get from this until they see it in person or have one? I I think one one of the things that people are really looking for we get a, a lot of inquiries about it is um, the fact that it is cab high and it, it, this doesn't seem like it would be a, a super important thing right for a lot of people but the fact that it's cab high and what we mean by that is we call it garageable we call it cab high. So when the campers closed, it looked like a topper. And there are a, a tremendous amount of people that live in cities, that live in towns, that um, that need something to escape with, and it's difficult to own it. So we talked about teardrops and, you know, those kind of things, and, you know, that this thing's kind of outfitted that way. It has all these great amenities. The problem with some of that stuff is, for, for some folks, it's difficult for them to own because they don't have a place to park it. Mm-hmm. They don't have a place to store it. Um, yeah, you got to pay know, a monthly campers. fee usually if you want to store it because you can't keep it at your house. Right. I mean, you've got you've to have a tag on it. You know, you've got to license it with the Secretary of State. You know, you've got to have... So with Skinny Guy, you don't have to have that. You know, it's, it's, it's more of an accessory uh, piece of gear than it is anything. So if it stays on your truck, and let's say you have to park in a parking garage. You can still do that. If you need to park at to your condo and you're kind of under a real tight roof and your vehicle barely fits now, well, you don't have to worry about that because for the most part, the skinny guy still stays cab high when it's closed. Um, we get we get a lot of people that call about HOAs and they're, you know, we really want to do this adventure thing, but we don't know how to get started. We, we can't do that because we can't have a camper. Uh, unless we park it off-site, and a lot of people, they just don't want to do that. They want to pay the extra fees or, or just have their camper off-site. So they could put a skinny guy on 
their truck and still pull it in the garage. And they don't have to worry about it. I mean, it doesn't look like a camper. So even if they park in the driveway, they're not going to have any issues with it. So it's, it's, it's answering a lot of questions for people that are trying to figure out how do I get into the adventure space and the overland space and, and just the camping space uh, with my truck. And, but I, I can't interrupt everything else that's going on that, uh, that going on around me, you know, the place where I live or, or the people I live around, it doesn't interrupt that at all. So it's, it's working out really well. It's, it's not just people that, you know, just want to get out and have an adventure, but it's, it's working out for those that, uh, couldn't find a way to get there and they can now because they can buy something, put it on their truck. It's lightweight enough that they can drive back and forth to the office during the weekend and hit the road on the weekends. So it's great. Um, how, how much, uh, how much time would you say it's, it takes to uh, break this thing down? I don't mean to remove it, but to break it down so that you could put it into the garage, uh, and then, uh, uh setting it up. What kind of time frame are we talking about? Okay, so to set it up, set it up camp-wise, um, if you had one on the back of your truck, actually, I have, we have a uh, YouTube video but it, uh, on our YouTube channel, but it's, uh, it takes me uh, three minutes at no extraordinary pace to set up a skinny guy camper and have it ready to sleep in. So from the time I park level off a little bit, uh, I can open it up, have everything popped up and open, ready to sleep in it in three minutes. Oh, that's now, great. if... Um, if I'm taking it off the truck, if I pull in the driveway and I'm going to take it off the truck, or I'm back in the driveway, uh, or back in my garage, I can I can basically have the, it off my truck in 20 minutes. So it, it has a, a jack system similar to like what we would always use in a truck camper, but it uses this pocket that's built into the camper, and it's square like a hitch receiver. And our jacks have a, a really nice wide uh, tripod system so they're really stable and you can take the top or the head of the jack and slide that into the camper like a hitch receiver um, on the back of your pickup and you do that for three legs and once those are slid in you can begin to just jack that up off the truck bed you get it a few inches off the truck bed disconnect it it has uh, wench ropes on all four corners to tie it down you can release those drive away and it's over. It's just going to sit there on the jacks until you're ready to go again. And are the jacks part of the 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 overall unit, or is that an add-on? So the jacks are sold always with the unit. So no matter what trim level you get, no matter what model you get, you always get the jacks. Because, you know, the greatest thing about the skinny guy is the fact you can remove it. There's a lot of canopy campers out there. There's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, other style campers that are there, ca- toppers. That you just it's, it's difficult to remove. It takes you a little longer to remove those, or you, maybe you can't remove them. They're kind of a permanent fixture. You know, with ours, that's that's the greatest thing about it is the fact you can take this thing off. So yeah, we're going to send those jacks with it. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think it's a great idea, but that doesn't necessarily mean. I mean, I, we've all uh, bought things and thought, well, gee, that should come with it, uh, but it doesn't. I mean, how many how many times as a kid did you get something that didn't include batteries? I mean, what are you going to do with it if you don't yeah. have batteries? But they but they, that's right. what they do. So uh, all about keeping the cost down uh, and, and profits up, I know. Um, so uh, on this, um, you mentioned uh, a battery management system. Does this come with a battery or is there provisions for additional batteries in the unit? Uh, how do you, uh, I mean, it's, it's off-road type stuff. I mean, uh, uh, God, not off-road camping. What's it called? The real popular word. Um, 
Overlanding. It's overlanding things. Overlanding. Yeah, it's overlanding yeah. things. So it's got to have batteries, right? Yeah. So, so in all of our campers, uh, you have the opportunity for a battery. Um, the the two highest trim levels. So the low trim level, you can put like a deep cycle in it because you're just running basically lights on the inside. Uh, you get you get a twelve volt plug in. You know, a couple of USBs to charge some devices. So a real simple deep cycle AGM works really well. Um, but you can build it out however you like uh, from there, you know, your, your own personal preference. But, I mean, there's a the spot for road. it. It's not just a battery hanging out someplace. No, no, there's actually a spot. So okay. inside one of the cabinets in there, it has a, a fuse block uh, for all of the lights, and then there's a spot for a battery to be strapped down. Perfect. And in that same same cabinet, as you work through the trim levels, um, there's always a spot for the battery, fuse block, and then we <clears throat> basically offer some different options. So... In the middle of the road camper, you can get like a DC to DC charger, which actually would, you could char- and then it has a shore power plug that, that will charge a battery. So you can use lithium, you can use a deep cycle battery. Um, then you get to the, the top, top trim level, the kit and caboodle. It uses a, uh, a solar charger. We use a, a Red Arc Manager 30. So this, the Manager 30 actually is great because it manages power for solar. Uh, the shore power and and any truck that power that's being delivered to the manager to uh, to actually continue to charge your house battery in the camper. So, and that 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 thing is fantastic. It's really super smart. It it knows how to not damage a lithium battery. You know, if you start to run it down or if it's too cold, too hot. And then on top of that, it it will allow you to run whatever kind of battery you want. So if you want to run a lithium, you can. If you want to run a deep cycle, you can. Uh, just an AGM. If you want to run more than just 100 amp hours on lithium, you can program it to run whatever you want, and uh, it works great. It's a, it's an expensive piece, but it works phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that you, uh, you, if you really need, especially if you're working, having to work or check in, you definitely want a good power right. source. Um, you mentioned right. solar. How does the solar work? I mean, I don't see a, a panel in any of these uh Images I'm I'm looking at at skinnyguycampers.com. Uh, how does how does the solar work? Is it just uh, put it on the ground or on top of the the cab of the truck? Or so we have a kind of an interesting way of, of doing uh, solar. So we have a couple of external solar plugs that go on the exterior camper. So you can do a blanket um, or or panel, and it it can be you know it's kind of set out there close to the sun. But then also on the roof of the camper, we actually have uh, on the smaller models, it's 100 watts, and then on the larger, it's 200 watts. So depending on your size of your camper, it depends on how big a panel we can fit on it. And it fits on it on uh, the top of the roof. But the problem is, is when you flip the roof, right, you flip that over, then the panel's down. It's not facing the sun anymore. So we actually developed it to where when you flip the camper open at 180 degrees and the panel's now facing down towards the ground, we actually made the panel hinge, and then it, self, it supports itself with some some porting rods that can that kind of pull out from the camper, and then you reattach the solar panel. So it's kind of a kind of a strange function, but the roof goes 180, and then the panel goes again at 180. So that way, when you're camped, it's facing the sun all the time, and you're always getting a charge no matter where you go. Right. Uh, are there any provisions for a uh, like a gas powered generator? So if you're running uh, if you're running a water road generator, you can. Um, 
the, the camper essentially is, is 12 volt. So it's, it's just a 12 volt system. And uh, we, we run a Zantrax 1000 watt inverter, the highest level trim. So in the kit and caboodle, you can get a 1000 watt inverter. If you wanted to say amp a long time and your solar is not keeping up, or if you just, you don't have the kit and caboodle, so you have the middle of the road, which is our uh, skinny fat, you could plug a, a, a generator into the side of the camper, which has a regular 110 kind of outlet. Plug it in and then recharge your battery using a generator, but you wouldn't have to use it all the time. Uh, just enough to charge your battery, and then you could shut it off, and you'd be good for a few days. And so, the, yes, it, it can use a short power plug to charge it. Cool. Uh, and uh, obviously, there's no air conditioning uh, provisions for this uh, for this setup. I mean, I, I know that a lot of, part of the, parts of the country you don't have to worry about that, uh, but in Southeast Texas, you do. <laughs> it's pretty much hot all the time here. Uh, so that's yeah. that was my question, really the main question about the generator, because I can't see running a, an air conditioner off a battery very long. Yeah, that's the thing. We've looked at some different battery-powered uh, uh, air conditioners, right? But there's not anything out there that we've got super excited about. So a lot of times I have people that say, you know, we really like to camp in the heat. I think the very best option for them is a small generator with your air conditioner, with, you know, a portable air conditioner. Mm-hmm. I, I think for me, looking at it that way is great because even then, uh, I mean, I could we could build something into it, right? But then it's just one more thing that you'd have to take with you every time. But having something portable, it's like, you know, when we're going to go camping in July, we know we're going to need the air conditioner, so we pack that in the generator and we go camping. If it's October and you're going to Colorado, you're probably not going to need it. So right. you just leave it behind and it's just one less thing you got to take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my preference. Is uh, any go anytime I'm camping out, forty degrees or uh, maybe uh, fifty, even sixty, just depends. And of course, uh, that's one of the the questions I'm sure people have as far as about uh, letting the uh, uh, even if it's hot outside, you want the airflow to come through uh, through the, where you're sleeping to at least get a little cooling. I noticed that you've got some uh, very nice uh, window panels uh, on the, uh, the the covered section uh, of the camper. It kind of they kind of look clear, but is it a mesh? Yeah, we use a uh, we use a screen on all the windows, mm-hmm. and you just kind of zip it down from the inside. Um, and we use a no seam screen, so you know folks that get into those areas that like to camp and it gets a little buggy, um, so to speak. It's it's really great to keep the the mats and the bugs and uh, the no seams out, and and it's just it's good for that. So. Um, and now we've even we've even kind of changed some of the window shapes in some of the campers to really even get more airflow because it's one of those questions we get a lot. Well, how do I camp when it's hot out? Well, we want to open the, the the camper up as much as you can on the inside. So we've even made the windows even even larger. So um, that that helps a tremendous amount. It makes the I don't want to say that it makes the camper feel larger, but it does. But then you're also getting that, that really nice airflow all the time as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was looking at this one picture where the, there's a little table or, or a little, I guess it's a, a like a flat area on an arm, it kind of looks like. And, of course, you've got cup holders, which is which is perfect. And there's a laptop sitting up there, and you, and then you can see through one of the windows. And I, I'm sure it's just the, the resolution of the image, but I don't see any mesh there. 
And I thought to myself, oh, how cool. You can be sitting there working on your laptop or doing whatever it was you're doing on the laptop and looking out the window to see what's going on. And uh, it, it just dawned on me, it's got to be mesh. But it looks, it just looks really fun and comfortable. Um, and, and I would assume that uh, when you're working on that, uh, that tabletop, which I, I'm assuming comes with one or more of the models, uh, that you're not sitting on a chair. You're just sitting on the, the floor of the camper. Well, no, I mean, not exactly. So the inside has a structure. So it kind of has this cabinetry. It's kind of like a bench on the inside. And we have cushions for the top of the bench. So when you, when you want to sit on the inside of it, uh, the camper, you're, you're sitting essentially on a bench. And then the table mounts to the side of the bench, and it does. It swivels around. So okay. yeah, you you wouldn't have to sit on the floor at all. So it's here. a cushion. So kind of up and, <laughs> That's yeah. great. I oh, like yeah. that. It's, it's super. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the great thing about our cushions are we we actually when we make those are kind of an indoor outdoor material, kind of like what you would use on your patio. So if you wanted to take your cushion out in your camp somewhere, you're like, well, I'm going to sit at the picnic table. I can grab that and use it at the picnic table too. So. Um, uh, that's a pretty nice thing when you want to sit and play cards or you're going to be sitting somewhere a long time. You can kind of take the cushion out and throw it on the picnic table and use it that way as well. Of course, of course. Well, it looks like it's a lot of fun. Uh, I can uh, well imagine it's uh, it's not home, but I, I, it's not it's not a bad place to stay. And it, it might be a lot safer than some of those motels out there that you uh, might have to stay at whenever you're on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's it's a it's kind of in the overland space. So the overland space is a you know it's a pretty fun community to be in. You know, just like the off road space. And um, so it, we we have had a lot of fun with it. We camped in it. We just actually just got back from a show in Florida. We we did some of the uh, they've just come up with this this year. There's a overland trail that someone kind of did a route in uh, Florida, in North Florida, up into the Panhandle. So we spent a couple nights in one of the uh, national forests down there and just kind of took in some of the sites and some of the trails. And yeah, we had a great time. And the camper served us very well. It was nice to be able to just pop it open and have a nice nice place to sleep and and uh, shower, clean up, and cook. So definitely, definitely a lot of fun. Uh, oh, you just mentioned something that, uh, that I like, which is uh, staying clean, or at least especially when I get really hot. It's uh, often uh, a relief to take a shower and uh, get all that oil off the body. Uh, do you have any shower provisions on this, or is that just something that you uh, would add on as a as an owner? So uh, we had, it's funny, guys. So in the inside of the camper, the two highest level trims, uh, we have a well. We it's a Truma Kami, is what it is. So it's a it's manufactured by Truma, and the Kami actually creates hot water and heat both. So, and you don't have to use them simultaneously. You can use them separately. So it's a one unit that does both things. Um, so what we've done is we've added a, a bullfinch shower port, and it has a shower head and hose, and we, you can shower on the inside because uh, the camper has a, you kind of treat it like a wet bath, and it has a, a drain in the floor. Oh, um, you man, can shower outside. this is cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can you can shower on the inside and you can shower on the outside. So it's got hot hot water shower. So yeah, I mean it's it's got all the comforts of home. Uh, all it needs is a truck to be to, to be underneath of it just to make it mobile. That's it. So when you shower in uh, the camper area, and I, I heard you said it has a drain, so that can't go into the bed of the truck. 
uh, how does it? How does the water get out of there, or does it? Is it collected? No, so it uh, the, the the gray water. All the gray water is treated just like a the older style pop up style RV camper. So they just have a drain and it drains out. So if you're taking a shower on the inside, it goes down the shower drain into the basement and then it's drained out the back of the camper. So a lot of people will take. And we just have a water hose fitting. So it just you connect a, a basically a small water hose. Some people will take um, one of these collapsible um, water containers, and mm-hmm. then they can let it let it drain off into that, and then they then they store the water, and then they dump it later. If we're in the backcountry, for the most part, I'm just letting it. You know, we use a biodegradable soap, or we're just rinsing off sure, a little bit sure. of the gunk. We're ju- we're just going to let it run out on the ground, kind of away from camp. You know, it's just it's just clean clean water. It's not any different than me jumping in the lake and washing off. So I'm just doing it on the inside. <laughs> yeah, of I agree with so, you. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm just, I just want to get the. But you have it there for both off, ways. Right? You have it there for the people that are concerned about what they're putting back into the environment, which is water, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and those yeah. people no, that aren't as concerned. And you you wouldn't believe how many people would really get concerned about that. And we're like, well, you know, you can you can trap it. I mean, it's it's not as if we we've allowed it to just go wherever. So you can trap it and. Uh, a lot of times, like for me, we use the a camper with a blackwater tank. Well, the blackwater is stored, and then I can dump that at a facility. So what I do is I'll save the gray water, and then I'll refill my blackwater with it. Because the blackwater is always good to have just a little residual water in. Mm-hmm. Well, this is just soapy water. So it's fine to put it in the black tank, and then I'm ready to go camping again. So um, that's, that's kind of what I end up doing with it. And then if I have too much, then I can just dump it out. Right. Well, that's really cool. And the, the, it, things that are coming up, questions that are coming up that I, I wouldn't normally consider. Uh, I'm not a big uh, camper uh, person uh, and uh, would like to be, but uh, one of the, actually, it's, it's interesting. One of the reasons why I don't like going camping for multiple days overnight is just so much fun. You get the fire, you get the, the hot dogs, you get the s'mores, you get the, the stars and all that, that stuff. But then the next day, it's like, damn it, I want a shower. <laughs> and with yeah, something like this, yeah. you can take a shower. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, it's it's kind of fun to to think about, but uh, we it was kind of the first time we decided to use it with a well, let's let's just shower outside. You know, they have these shower pop up tent things, and you can pop them up, and you well, you're thinking, gosh, do we really want to do that? Um, but I'll be honest, it's not so bad. It really isn't, and and you feel so much better after you oh, had a God, nice yes. nice hot shower. Yeah, yeah. So you're ready to go. You're ready to tackle the day. A couple more days of out on the trail and, and having some fun after you get a nice hot shower. So. Oh, you know, you have to have a good night's sleep. I can't imagine why I didn't ask this before. Uh, tell me about the mattress. I mean, number one, I would assume that it comes with a mattress. And tell me how you guys engineered it to be comfortable. <laughs> uh, well, uh, that's interesting. So we the, the mattresses that we put in the campers are what I would call, um, they're decently comfortable, right? And Uh-oh. Here's the reason I say that. Uh, the reason I say that is because you're never going to uh, to appeal to everyone. No. So it's it's never going to happen. So we've tried to make them as comfortable as possible, but it's almost like you can never appeal to everyone. So what we've done is is we've put a, a relatively decent mattress in. I've slept on. I just slept on the five five. I've slept on the Gladiator one, uh, six and a half. You know, models. And some of them are a little harder, some of them are a little softer. What I mean is a couple nights, if you're doing some weekend stuff, is awesome. 
but we have options. So for me, I have found we've we found a company that actually offers um, air mattresses. They're just a, a kind of not a fluff inflating mat, but they're just a, a mat that can go over top, and you can adjust you know the, the firmness and the softness, and that can be just laid out over top of the current mattress. So we did that over the weekend. It works really good, inexpensive to do. I don't want to say, gosh, you got to got to buy this really expensive camper and you need to put an air mattress in. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is to uh, to appease everyone, we've got to we got to give everyone a little bit of options. So I tell people, well, you know, if you don't like it, this is an option. This is the sure, way no, no, I think it's, it's reasonable. So yeah. It's so subjective. Yeah, it's very subjective. It is. It so is. it's just like the pillows too. I mean, I, I'm so um, attached to my pillow. If I'm if I had to travel or I mean that, that basically the pillow is going in the camper because yeah. <laughs> you know I'm not yeah. I'm not going to relearn a, a, a pillow to sleep on especially when you're out having fun you want to have a good night's sleep so uh, yeah having yeah. the ability to have a shower uh, take a dump and uh, have a nice uh, a nice place to, to sleep and perhaps not have it uh, collapse during rec- recreational activities uh, that sounds like all pluses to me. It is, and you're off the ground enough to where the bear would have a hard time getting up in there with you. So that's that's always a plus as well. <laughs> don't don't mention the bears. <laughs> that always, uh, always yeah. I mean, I I know it's just a uh, an experience thing, but I just can't believe how people go out. They go hiking with nothing but a bottle of water to squirt the cougar or the bear with. And I ain't taking talking yeah. about the human cougar kind. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. this uh, amazes yeah, me what people, yeah, <laughs> just amazes me what people go and do and uh, don't uh, have any kind of protection or even uh, some uh, bear squirt and stuff. Well, yeah. is there it, anything it is kind of funny how when we get out there and you don't you don't think about it, but um, it's true. It's very uh, um, it, you feel like maybe it's unsafe, but to be honest, all the times we've done it, um, we've never had an issue, um, knock on wood. So mm-hmm. um, I think a coon is probably the worst thing that you're going to get, and, and that's if he finds a little trash that you didn't clean up. So, right. um, But, yeah, we've had a lot of fun. We've camped a lot of bear country and, and a lot of cougar country. We've camped a lot in different different places and never had an issue. But not that, you know, you hope not. You hope you never have to. We always make sure we're prepared. So Right. Um, oh, and, and I think it's pretty obvious. I mean, you can see it in the pictures uh, when you go to uh, to the website. The uh, what you what you have in there is a uh, a little uh, like not igloo, but a freezer type thing, which I'd imagine is powered to keep things cool. And uh, I would imagine that's part of one or more of the packages. Yeah. So the two two highest trim levels, you can get uh, our twelve volt refrigerator. Uh, we use we're currently using the Dometic. Uh, 35 liter and it's it's pretty decent size you could camp for several days with a lot of supplies in there um in one trim level it's an option the other is a standard standard equipment so it just depends on which one you want to which one you want to to work with so there's some folks that already have a refrigerator that are coming into a camper and they want to keep the one they currently have and then there's some that don't have it so we want to make sure we offer that sure sure so, is there anything that I haven't covered or, or you've covered that we're missing on this? Okay, so there's one one thing that's uh, super interesting, and I know that you're you're completely blown away by this crazy little camper. So, I want to I want to tell you one more thing that's uh, actually a patent pending pending design that is super interesting. So, 
we have a rainwater catch system on the camper. Oh. Um, so when the lid opens, uh, it actually has a, a trough all the way around the the tent uh, on the lid. And it's basically a gutter. And within that gutter, you have, uh, on the bottom side, you have two caps that can be removed um, from, 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 from some ports where you could attach, essentially, a, a, a garden hose or water hose-style fitting. And when it rains, uh, it will run down into the gutter, and you can collect that rainwater. And the reason this is important is because we, we have a suction side of the water pump that's used in the camper. So you can collect your rainwater, and then we offer a UV water filtration system, and you can build that into your camper. You can suck the water out of the bucket that you just collected it with on the rain uh, water catch system, and it will enter the camper, go through the filtration system, and then refill your fresh water tanks. So nice. if you really want to get out there and you really want to have some fun, you want to be gone for many, many weeks in the backcountry, you have solar to keep you charged, you have the truck to keep you charged, um, and you have a rainwater catch system that you can essentially get water from anywhere, run it through a water filtration system uh, that we offer as an option, and you can stay out for, for weeks without, without any issue. So pretty cool. It's a pretty cool little system. So. So, what is the the longest duration that you've uh, stayed in one of these things? I mean, and fully uh, lived off of uh, the the camper. I, mean, I don't mean necessarily the food because everybody likes going to fast food places and and picking stuff up. But I mean, this just existed in this camper. We just we just spent five nights in it, um, and then the longest, uh, you know, just traveling. I don't get in the backcountry with it as often as I'd like. Um, we, we spent, uh, last May, uh, we spent, uh, five, six nights, six nights in Baja, California. So we left, uh, we left California and spent six nights in, in Mexico with it. Um, and we're pretty, pretty sustained with the camper. We had, uh, a group of five of us that went down and we basically lived out of the camper for, for six nights. So it was, it was incredible. And that, Baja is, is a beautiful place. So uh, a lot of really fun uh, wheeling down there and trails, beautiful scenery, and lots of fun places to camp. So um, we've spent multiple four or five nights uh, in it, but the longest we spent was probably in Baja uh, when it comes to being off-grid. Now, I would think that in front of the bed area, uh, there's not there's really not more enough room for more than one or two people. Is that correct? In the in the bed area, yeah, in front of the uh, I'm sorry, in front of uh, the sleeping area, the where it's the the top of the bed, uh, where it really looked like there was enough room for one person to have that table and be be sitting there and using it. it didn't look like there was enough room for two or three people. Is that the case? We've had we've had we've had four four people in in a wow. in a full size so full size pickup. We've had four people in in the camper pretty comfortably. Uh, I do. I I tend to do a lot of dealer meetings or customer meetings inside the camper. Um, I I just met with some guys in Florida, um, two different groups. There were three of us total in the in the group, and we sat really comfortable in the camper. Nice. The Gladiator version is a little smaller, so you would two would be super comfortable. You could probably do three. Four is probably pushing it a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, definitely three is very easy to do instead of the inside. 
Um, it, it, it's pretty roomy. It's pretty comfortable. Uh, but the full-size pickup trucks versions, um, there, there's a lot of room in there. So uh, sitting four people around the table or just sitting inside there on the benches and just, you know, having a conversation um, is easily done. Easily oh, and, done. I, and I'm sure this is a no-brainer, but just, just to ask to be sure, <clears throat> you can uh, say, say you, you get one of these for your tow pig. And it, especially for the, the additional room that you, you'll have uh, with a, like a full-size pickup instead of a Gladiator, but you're taking your CJ, your YJ, your XJ, whatever, on a trailer, or, or maybe several uh, Jeeps on a trailer, you can still tow the trailer with your, your tow pig and uh, have the camper. And, uh, I mean, my God, and if you had a, a nuclear power generator, you could live there forever. Yeah, and that's, that's one great thing, too. So we spent a tremendous amount of time last year with a trailer in tow. So we have a three-quarter ton Ram. Uh, it's a 2021 with a diesel. And we spent a fair amount of time, my wife and I, on the road uh, delivering campers to dealers. And it, this is important because we, we deliver them and then we try to train them on them to make sure that they understand all the functions of the camper. Um, but while we're doing that, we're sleeping in the skinny guy. So when we're on the road, we'll pull into a campsite. You know, it's not... It's not the backcountry adventure we always dream of, but you got this 25-foot trailer, 30-foot trailer behind you that you're, you're full of loaded with skinny guys. It's difficult to do that. So, uh, But what's really cool about it is you can open the camper, and you don't have to unhook the trailer. So it kind of pops up and over top of the trailer. So as long as what's on the front of the trailer is extremely tall, you can pop this thing open, sleep, fold it up, and then continue on your way. So it's definitely a mobile uh, hotel room, which is pretty nice. Huh? Yeah, it really is. So, and the other cool thing uh, is if it's still connected to, if your trailer's still connected to your uh, your truck and you're sleeping on it, you might feel people messing around with stuff out there at night, uh, which I really like because uh, I'd like to have that early warning system, so to speak, instead of waking up and something's gone. Yeah, yeah. You get this, It's definitely a security measure to be able to be camped right next to your rig that's on the uh, on the trailer for sure yeah i think it would make most people think twice before going and messing with your stuff uh but i'm not saying it i'm not saying they wouldn't i just say that they probably would think twice uh yeah. all, right, all right justin let's get to it this is the the part that is the toughest on sales the price <laughs> <laughs> yeah it seems to be it seems to be you know i it's it's uh it's definitely something that you'd have to really love and enjoy. And the guys that do don't mind it. Um, it's a really cool accessory to, to any truck. Um, if you love to camp and overland and travel that way. So, well, and that's kind of the point. Low- if you're going to make use of something and you want it to be functional and comfortable and last, then the, the price uh, makes sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And, um, I, I, when I first looked at the product, I thought, gosh, it seems expensive, maybe. But then the more I've used it, I've seen its, its ruggedness and durability. I'm like, man, this thing would, this thing would outlast the truck that I put it on. So it's pretty incredible. See, seeing one in person is, is definitely, and using one even more, has, has brought my mind around to that. So Skinny Guy, we, we use uh, pricing across the board. So no matter what size you're getting, uh, doesn't matter if it's a full size, mid size, a gladiator. Doesn't matter. Starts at fifteen thousand five hundred dollars. That's where it starts. There was people and that just now went, "Oh shit!" 
yeah, 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 yeah. They they have stopped listening. They have stopped listening. Um, this is why it's at the okay. end. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's at the end. And and you know what? We get we get this a lot, and I think um, it's it's okay. It's like I said. I've I've told many people it's not for everyone. Um, it's it's uh, it's for some, but it's not for everyone. Um, and so it starts starts there, and it it creeps all the way up to. Uh, 29,500. So depending on what options you're looking at, that's that's about where it's at. Then you could option each one of those trim levels out to suit your needs. Um, I guess with that being said, looking at back at it and saying, okay, what's everything that's in this space that's, you know, for camping and for overlanding. Um, if you're familiar with the product, you'll totally understand that that's probably not out of the, out of the ballpark. But if you're not familiar with it, you're probably going. This guy is out of his mind. Oh no! I've it. I've seen some trailers <laughs> that were thirty thousand dollars, and yeah, and and yeah. and I don't even think it had a tent. I think that well, I guess maybe it was a place to sleep, but it it was basically the same thing this is. But you have to have a place to put it, uh, and if you have a place to put it, do you have to worry about the HOA and yada yada yada, and and the security aspect of it too? If it's sitting out there in the driveway and you're at work. What's going to keep anybody from monkeying with it? If it's on your vehicle and you take it to work, uh, you're less likely to have an issue. If it's parked in the garage, you're less likely to have an issue. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, you really have to weigh uh, what you're getting and what it's going to do for you personally. And I, and I yeah. and my thought is maybe maybe go oh, maybe somebody goes well hell I'm just going to get a a thousand dollar pop up tent and uh, or uh, yeah one of the, one of those pop up campers. And it's like, well, not pop-up campers. The one you, that, that you put on the vehicle and it, it just pops up and or you set it up. and you, But you don't have anything else to go with it. You have a place to sure. sleep, but now you have to, where are you going to cook? Where are you going to store the, cooks, the, the stuff that you cook with? Where are you going to store the food? Where well, you need a refrigerator? So you, you got to keep in mind that you're, what this thing is is not just a place to sleep. Sure, sure. And it can be, but it doesn't have to be. Like, there's right. so many great options that we can add to this thing. And you're right. I think some people, when they, they look at it, they say, well, that's a lot of money. Well, look what you get. You know, I mean, it's you start to build this thing out. And if you did this individually, if you were building in the overland space and you're building some sort of overland vehicle, you begin with your gladiator. For, for instance, you build it with a bed rack, and then you add a rooftop tent, and then you say, well, I... I need water storage, and then I need some cooking supplies, and I need. Um, Mama says she needs a, a toilet, so I got to carry a porta potty, <laughs> or you know, now you got to have a shower, and you got to have all these things, and then you start to add that all up individually. You've probably spent as much on all of that as you would on a camper that was completely outfitted to do the same work. The difference is, is a lot of people are doing that in small portions, so they're buying maybe the bed rack and rooftop tent, and that's a pretty big hit. And then they come back and they say, well, I need this, and I need this. And, I need, and they're spending a few hundred dollars, uh, upwards of five to $600 for all these little pieces of gear that they, they, they put that all together. But essentially, they've spent as much as what one of the campers cost. Well, you uh, know, you brought up a good so, point yeah. there. Do you guys have any kind of financing, or can this be financed through the bank? Because that way... Uh, it's it's kind of like piecing things together as far as paying for it as you go, but at least right. in this way you get something that's fully functional that you can enjoy, and you don't have to piecemeal it. You can start using it immediately, but now you're only spending a little money every month for it. 
Right, and and we do. Uh, Skinny Guy doesn't actually offer the finance. We have a company that we work through, uh, and it's on our website, and you can apply to them. Uh, they're familiar with the product. I've had a few other customers that have used some of their own banks, so it definitely is fi- you can finance it. Um, the banks will, uh, you know, can get a hold of us or or get a hold of us through the customer, and we can give them all the appropriate information that they need and. Uh, they can run a credit app, and absolutely, you can get a finance. So um, it, it's kind of neat to be able to do that, and eventually I think we'd like to make it even easier for customers so if they're buying a truck, you can also buy the skinny guy and they can oh, finance yeah. the whole thing together. That's so, a great idea. Uh, yeah, that, and that's kind of the end result. I have a few dealers that would really like to work towards that, and we'll get there eventually. So if they're buying a truck that's kind of an adventure vehicle, they can up it with a skinny guy and, and finance the whole thing together. Mm-hmm. So. And the other great thing is, is when the bank is repossessing it, they get everything at, at, at one go. They don't have to get it uh, several trips. <laughs> this is true. This is very. This is very true. And the great thing about that is, on their trip back, they have a place to sleep. That's which, right. You know, I mean, I'm just creating even more sales for for us, and hey, I love that. Part. So uh, let's yeah, make it easy for the bank. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. But you know, I mean, that's the thing. I. I I mean, what does a gladiator cost these days? Anyways, are they about fifty grand or so? Yeah, it really it, it, it really depends. I got mine for forty, uh, but uh, I, got, I think I got a really good deal. Uh, I didn't get a Rubicon or anything like that. So, oh, uh, see, and see, I have. Uh, let's see, I've got a twenty-one Rubicon that's an AV build, and it's pretty sick to be honest with you. So. Uh, we really like it, and it it was ridiculously oh. expensive. But and, and damn it, well you should. Really AV makes good yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's it, but it's a it's a really nice, really nice pickup, and we drive it. But I try not to drive it much because um, I don't like to get it dirty, and I that's I think that's cynical, honestly, on the, on the Jeep aspect of things. But uh, gosh, it's it's really pretty. So, yeah, but uh, we'll get mean. out there, and we'll we'll bash it around on the rocks a little bit, or in the mud, and, and we'll get out and adventure with it. So. Well, Justin, you know how the kids love the social media these days. How can they? Uh, where can they go? What can they see? How what can they do? Because I know people are interested in this uh, Skinny Guy Campers, which, uh, of course, SkinnyGuyCampers.com, we've mentioned a number of times here. And, uh, uh, oh, uh, are you guys going to be out at uh, EJS? Now, maybe not you, but somebody that has one of these things. So if people want to look at it in person, uh, they can. You know, we've, we've talked about that, and... That is a really cool event. I do not think we're going to make it to Easter Jeep Safari. However, I think we are going to, in fact, I, I know we will be there. We'll have some representation there at the uh, the Jeep Jam in, uh, oh, shoot, that's in Tennessee. They do the one in Pigeon Forge. Um, can't think of the name of it now, though. It's uh, a big big Jeep. Um, I am brain farting as well. I want to say mountain of something or another. Uh, we've been talking to them yeah. about uh, getting a spot out there. Yeah, it's a, it's a real, and it'll come to me, but I, it's a really big event there. I think they had uh, about 40,000 Jeeps. Uh, I know down it's there Jeep Invasion. Year, so. uh, I'm trying. There you go. I'm Jeep Invasion. That's it. Smoky Mountain. You, you there we go. It. The great yeah, Smoky, Smoky Mountain, Mountain Jeep, Jeep Invasion. <laughs> yes. We'll, we will be down at that show, and uh, we've got a uh, really great couple that is uh, kind of an influencer for us, and they have a great YouTube channel. They've been uh, playing with the camper a little bit, and they have a really, really beautiful built uh, uh, Mojave uh, Gladiator, and they've been uh, trying the camper out for us and testing it out. So we'll be down there with them this year, and I think that show happens in August, so we'll be there for sure. 
Um, but yeah, I think we'll have to schedule in some more Jeep events for next year for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so uh, <laughs> going getting back to the social media, where can people find you? So we're on Instagram, Skinny Guy Campers, um, and then you can also find us on Facebook, uh, Skinny Guy Campers. Although I will tell you, if you search that, um, it's going to give you a warning, uh, letting you know that it could be offensive to people that it's Skinny Guy Campers. So oh just make God. sure you go on to the next screen. Uh, yeah, you wouldn't believe it. And just make sure you go on to the next screen to say, yeah, forget you. And we'll just, <laughs> we just want to see yeah. the Skinny Guy Campers. And so just move on to that and, and come see it. We, uh, we also have a little YouTube channel. Uh, I post a, a little fair amount of content on there just to try to inform people on the product sure. and, and the different things that are inside of that. So it's not a gigantic channel, but at least it gives people some information. And then, of course, the website. And if you have any questions, uh, info at skinnyguycampers.com is a great email to contact us at. And uh, we're more than happy to answer all your questions. Excellent. Justin, thank you so much for making time for us tonight. And uh, I'm sure that you guys are going to sell a bunch of these things because they sound like they have really been very well thought out. And if you want a camper that is everything that you need when you get it, this sounds like the way to go. So uh, consider that for uh, the price that, you're, uh, that you'll pay for this thing. And, and I love the idea of financing both the vehicle and the camper at the same time. you got one monthly payment and uh it's just uh, it's just there and and when you go to sell the truck you don't have to sell the camper of course but i think that you might actually be able to sell it uh easier to somebody that uh, wants to get into this and uh, now they have everything that's already set up all they have to do is uh, take the key fob and drive away that's it have a great night justin thank you thank you we appreciate you having us well, it was so much fun talking to Justin, and I think campers are just so cool, uh, especially one like Skinny Guy Campers. It, it, you, you can see they put a lot of thought and time into this, and uh, uh, it's just, uh, you know, maybe this is good for your tow rig, uh, and uh, if you have a Gladiator, of course, it'll work with that one too. So uh, it doesn't really matter where the camper goes. What matters is how good it is and uh, how much uh, the ease of installation and uh, weight and all that stuff. And I think uh, Skinny Guy Camper kind of uh, does all that. Of course, uh, we mentioned the, uh, the the link before, but uh, you can really, and I think they'll agree with this, you can't uh, announce it too many times, skinnyguycampers.com. Skinnyguycampers.com. It's not about the weight, folks. It's, you know, so don't be offended. <laughs> Go over there and check it out. All right, so I'll uh, just do a quick reminder to you guys that we have a Discord server. I know, what the hell is that? You talk about it all the time, Tony. What the hell is that? So it's like a 24 by 7 texting thing. You know what texting is like, right? It's not just for kids anymore, uh, is it? So anyway, the, the Discord server is just a website that you go to, and all the Jeep Talk Show people are there that you can chat with, send pictures with. Uh, we uh, we share all kinds of things on there. And also, too, you can keep up with events, like the Eastern Jeep Safari 2023 was uh, being planned there in one of the channels, and uh, as is the Jeep Talk Show off-road event, uh, Texas for June 3rd is being planned in, in a channel there on a Discord server. It's really easy to, to sign up and get over there. It's all free. Just go to jeeptalkshow.com slash contact and look for the Discord server invite. Uh, phone, desktop, laptop, all of the above. It all works. 
You can go to the same place to become a Patreon subscriber or just go to the JeepTalkShow.com top of the page and you will see uh, subscribe or you can become a subscriber. Think about doing that. It's a nice uh, thank you uh, to us uh, for all the uh, all the episodes we put out uh, to you. If you enjoy the shows, gotten any entertainment or information out of them, consider subscribing. We would really appreciate it. It helps us do stuff like Easter Jeep Safari. All right, that's it for this interview episode. And remember, interview episodes are every Friday, and uh, you might want to set a little thing there in your calendar to remind you. And don't forget about our roundtable. Roundtable gets recorded every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Central Time. We had a really good one with a lot of uh, people from Easter Jeep Safari uh, earlier in the week. And if you've missed that, go back and listen to it. Uh, I think you'll uh, you'll really enjoy that, and especially some of the insight into uh, Easter Jeep Safari, the, the fun that we had and uh, the dangers we experienced. Well, that's a wrap for today's episode of the Jeep Talk Show. I want to give a big thank you to our special guests for joining us and sharing their knowledge and experience with the Jeep community. We truly appreciate your time and insights. So until next time, keep on jeeping and we'll see you on the trails. Broadcasting since 2010.